Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue listening to Shane Warren today. I think it is very important with what is coming that you get not only uh, the Storm Judgment Revival, which we're about to listen to, but all seven of these DVDs. Very, very important. These are, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, they're a few years old. But when it's things that haven't even happened, things of the future, such as these are, it, timeless, okay, until, I mean, just like Demetri Dudeman. Would we say, well, Demetri Dudeman, that's old information? Yeah, well, it's uh, about 37 years old, but it hadn't happened yet, and I believe it is getting closer every year. So the seven DVDs that I recommend you get, it's called The Russian Gift Offer, Top Soviet War Plans for America, 750 Defectors from Russia, and what they say Russia is planning to do to America. Then, Russian defector warns America is actually Stanislav Lunev, the highest-ranking Russian military defector to ever defect, and he is talking about what Russia is planning. Then I've got a DVD in there, Russian Bear Awakes, Pastor Massey's DVDs, Babylonians Are Coming, Russia's Secret Weapon to Defeat America by Bill Snedlin is talking about Scalar Wave. And then one we're going to listen to today, Storm, Judgment, and Revival. Now, let me point out a couple of things he's going to say in this DVD that I think are so important. Iran, Russia, and China, he says, will conspire to kill the dollar. My opinion, that's the next thing that America is going to see. My opinion, I think that the next thing will be some kind of a financial difficulty. The dollar will be worthless, Shane was told. The New Madrid earthquake will divide America. And he said, I heard they divided my land. Now I will divide their land. And that somehow is tied in with the fall of America. I understand it, but I don't, we're not going into that today. Silver will skyrocket far more than gold. Major riots across America. He said it was like there's a war going on. People will demand their entitlements. A great revival will come in the midst of the trouble. That's what I was told August the 5th of 2015 when I heard these are the times of miracles. And basically God said, as the trouble hits America, actually to the world, then he's going to show up with double portion miracles. He also talks about the 400-year judgment cycle. He says that America's judgment arrives in 2021. So let's go continue listening to Shane Warren in The Storm, Judgment, and Revival. You you hear those numbers, 1.8 million, and it's really hard to get your mind wrapped around that. Let me tell you how vast the immigration is coming into Jerusalem. How vast it is. Are you ready for this? The immigration coming into Jerusalem from all the parts of the world would equate to 15% of the entire Israeli population in the last two years. 15%. Let me just put that in a little better perspective. That would be the equivalent of 40 million new immigrants moving into America in the next 24 months and America assimilating all of them. Now, you think immigration is an issue right now in America... Allow 40 million new immigrants to move in all at one time in 24 months. Yet that is what's happening in the land of Israel. And the church is completely oblivious that God is allowing the four winds to blow. And for illogical reasons, for some spiritual reason alone, that only we, that's the only thing we can say. It's a spiritual reason all of these Jews have in their heart to come back into the homeland and to possess that land. Now, 
I found a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 16 that I think is something you ought to at least write down and go read later. And let me tell you, when I found this scripture, we live in a nice neighborhood. When I found this scripture, I was in my boxers and t-shirt or whatever, my pajama pants t-shirt, whatever I was in. And I got so excited, I jumped up and ran out of my house. I literally, it was in the middle of the night. When I found this one passage of scripture, I lit, I like to lost it. I'm, I promise you. Now, you know, I'm not near as reserved as y'all are. Like, I'm just crazy, charismatic, on fire for Jesus, go nuts kind of. So when I see something, I go nuts. I mean, I run up walls, swing from chandeliers, I do all kinds. I just rejoice. Well, this is what happened to me when I saw Jeremiah chapter 16. Here's what Jeremiah chapter 16 says. It says, uh, it says, Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Lord, that it shall no more be said, The Lord liveth, that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord lived, lives, that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of the north, from all the lands, whether He has driven them, I will bring them again unto their land that I have given unto their fathers. That's Jeremiah 16, verse 14. Listen to the words of Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, There is coming a day, when they will no longer sit around the table in Israel and talk about, do you remember how God brought up Moses and the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage? They won't talk about that anymore. God says there's coming a day that there'll be so many Jews returning home to possess the land that everybody in Israel gather around the table and says, hey, do y'all remember? How God blew the four winds from the four corners of the earth and all of these Jews have come in to possess the land. They're coming back to move back into the land. He says this is what they're going to do. Well, right now, all you got to do is go pull up the Jerusalem Post. Look at what the issue is the Jerusalem Post. Everybody's struggling over Jerusalem. Stop all that building in Jerusalem. Stop letting all of those immigrants come back to Jerusalem. Why is that? Because it is part of God's prophetic agenda. All right? Alright, we're dealing with the seven reasons why I believe that we're in the time of the end. The first one being 1948, the rebirth of the nation of Israel. We talk about her significance. Jerusalem once again becoming the capital of Israel. Again, I just want to stress to you that I believe Jerusalem becoming the capital is probably one of the single most important events. And that could signify, according to Psalm 102, the final generation. Uh, and I hope that we are that. I'd love to see, how many would like to see Jesus come? huh? Set up His kingdom. I'd love to see that. And then number three, the Jews returning to possess the land. And I read to you that powerful passage of Scripture, Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 14. Let me give you number four, the fourth reason why I believe that we're living in the last days. This is going to seem real simple. This is going to seem like this is not significant at all, but I'm going to just kind of throw out some numbers to you to show you just how significant it is. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. So my fourth reason for believing that we're living in the last days is we're reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now let me just clarify that for you. Not with my own statistics, but how about let's go to the Southern Baptist denomination. They did an actual study on how much of the gospel has been preached to the world, how much of the world has actually been reached with the preaching of the Word of God. In 2000, they reported that 70% of all the gospel that has ever been preached since the beginning of mankind has been preached since 1900. In other words, 70% 
of the majority of the world that has heard the gospel has heard it in the last uh, since the, since 1900. Then they said 70% of that 70%. And I don't know how they come up with that, but 70% of that has been preached since 1948. In other words. Uh, this organization said, since the birth of the nation of Israel, the preaching of the gospel to the four corners of the earth has accelerated in an unprecedented manner. And then they said, 70% of, of that 70% that has been preached since 1948, listen to this ladies and gentlemen, this will shock you, has been preached in the last seven years. In the last seven years. So in other words, in the last seven years, more of the gospel has been preached to more of the world than in all of the last 2,000 years combined. So there's been an acceleration of the gospel going out into the earth. And that tells us, Jesus said, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached to all the world as witness, then shall the end come, right? So let me give you number five. And this is where it's going to get real interesting now for just the next few minutes. And you're going to have to really give me some attention here. And you're going to have to trust me on a couple passages of scripture, if you will, okay? Uh, first of all, or, or number six rather, or number five, the fifth reason I believe we're living in the last days is the alignment of the nations. The nations that have been mentioned in the end time prophecies are aligning and allying themselves just as the prophets saw thousands of years ago. For example, in Ezekiel 37, uh, and 38 and 39, the prophet has a vision of war in the Middle East. It involves a coalition of nations who invade Israel to take a spool of gold, silver, cattle, and goods. That's Ezekiel 38, verse number 13. Listed among the invaders of Israel are some nations that 30 years ago were friends of Israel and also some of them were considered friends of the West. Today, they are nations dominated by radical Islamic leaders, nations on the verge of distancing themselves from the West. Not on the verge, they are doing it right now. I mean, this is how much this stuff is escalating and changing just since I wrote these notes. This all changed. They're not on the verge of, of distancing themselves from the West. They are doing it right now. Let me give you just a list of this. If you go to Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, um, there is a list of nations here, and you can see them on the screen. Uh, Gog, Magog, uh, uh, you know, uh, Togarma, Meshach, Tubal, Israel, Persia, Dedan, Cush, Sheba. Uh, you know, these are nations that are listed. Here's what's interesting. Ezekiel chapter 38, verse number 5. And this is where I want you to pay really close attention to me because there's some questions here that I have about a couple passages of Scripture that don't make any sense to me. Ezekiel 38, verse 5 speaks about Iran specifically being one of those nations that is being... Uh, uh, you know, coming against the nation of Israel. Specifically, these nations are listed. Iran, Ethiopia. Now, don't get that con confused with modern-day Ethiopia. The Ethiopia of biblical times was more of Sudan, Somalia, those kinds of areas. Libya. Has Libya been in your news lately? Come on, has anybody heard anything about Libya lately, right? We just lost a, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, an ambassador in that country, in Libya, and uh, there's been an overturning there. And then, of course, uh, many people think Gomer is Germany. I personally believe that Gomer represents some other areas as well, Turkey and southern Russia. So these are, are nations that are listed as coming against the nation of Israel. Here's what's wild. Turkey... 
for example, was recently an ally to us and was considered somewhat of an ally to Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, that's changed in the last 12 months. Just in the last 12 months has Ezekiel 38 and 39 actually come into the forefront and the nations that are mentioned. So here's what I want to tell you. There's a lot of reasons why I believe we're in the last days. But let me just narrow this down to you. I believe that we can unequivocally say that we're living in the last of the last days, that you're in a different generation than any other generation that's lived before because we're seeing for the first time All of the nations that are mentioned in Bible prophecy concerning the Middle East lining up just exactly like the prophets said that they would line up. Now, Iran is listed in the midst of this. Have we heard anything about Iran at all? Of course, Iran is ran by a man or, you know, led by a man by the name of Ahmadinejad, right? I can't hardly say his name. I'm from Louisiana and Louisiana, we eat bugs and alligator and that kind of stuff. So we're not known for being real smart. So I don't say Ahmadinejad. I say Almond Joy. The reason I say I call him Almond Joy because sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't, right? And that pretty much describes Ahmadinejad. Sometimes you feel like a nut and most of the time you feel like a nut, right? But what's Ahmadinejad saying? He's saying, let's remove Israel from off the face of the earth. Just recently, he stood before the United Nations and he said that it is a shame for the world to even have to mention the name of Israel. By the way, to my horror... The first time that I know of that, that our country, our delegation sat in the United Nations while Ahmadinejad said those incredibly demonic things and they sat there the whole time and did not walk out, not one single time. Yet almost every other major Western nation got up and walked away from the table. When he started speaking, America sat there. We believe, our administration believes that we can befriend the Muslim world and we can turn their heart away from that. What they don't understand is this has been set up in the providence of God, that this is this is going to happen. It doesn't matter what anybody does to change it. So Ahmadinejad, again, wants to push Israel. The name of Israel wants to remove it as a remembrance. Is there a scripture in your Bible outside of Ezekiel 38, 39 that echoes that kind of terminology? And the answer to that is yes. It's found in Psalm chapter 83. Now, in Psalm chapter 83, there is a list of nations. A list of nations, okay? And I'm going to show you something that I believe is really profound here. In Psalm chapter 83, there's a list of nations that form a coalition. This is the terminology that's used there. A confederation, a coalition, who's going to come against the nation of Israel for the sole purpose of destroying the nation of Israel. Psalm 83, they're echoing the same terminology that Ahmadinejad is echoing right now, or saying right now. They're saying, let us remove Israel from any remembrance of Israel from off the face of there. We want to remove them so that nobody has to ever say the name of Israel. Well, if you'll look on your your uh, uh, map there that I've got on the screen, you'll see Assyria's there, Jebal, Tyre, Ammon, Moab, Edom, uh, Jordan, Amalek, the Hagarenes. Uh, the Ishmaelites, Philistia, you see all of that. Here's what's interesting about this. If you go to Psalm 83, Psalm 83 is not a list of nations. It is territories. It's territories. It's not a list of nations. It's territories. Yet it says these territories are coming together to form a coalition to destroy the nation of Israel. Now, you know, there's some discrepancies and some differences of opinion, honestly, 
about when certain wars will take place in the Bible. Some people believe Ezekiel 38 and 39 are the same war as the battle of, of, of uh, the Armageddon. They say they're exactly the same. Some people believe that Gog and Magog is a different war. I'm one of those people. I believe that Gog and Magog is a different war. Some people say that, that Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38 and 39, is the same war in Psalm 83. Some people say they're a different war. I believe they're different wars. I believe you're going to see three different wars based off three different scenarios that are all pushed toward Armageddon. All right. So with that said, here's what I want you to do. I want you just to look at that map right there because this map covers some territories. And actually this big diamond that I have on this map, uh, it actually covers more territory than is even mentioned. But I wanted to be safe and put this up here for you. But if I can, can I just go... Over back over to Ezekiel 38 and 39. Notice Ezekiel 38 and 39. You have Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, Germany, Turkey, and southern Russia. You have these areas. These nations are mentioned specifically. Iran is mentioned there specifically as coming against the nation of Israel. But let me show you this. Psalm 83, Iran's not mentioned at all. Now, most people who teach Bible prophecy say that Psalm 83, the war of Psalm 83, comes before Ezekiel 38 and 39. And again, with that, I just want to be clear that, that not everybody believes that. There are some believe these wars happen simultaneously. I believe these are different wars, and I'm going to show you why. And I want to lay out a possible scenario of something that could possibly happen that shows us how close we're living in the last days. But let me just say to this, it doesn't matter whether they're the same wars or not. Here's what matters. We can see that every nation that is mentioned in Bible prophecy as coming against Israel in the last days, has aligned themselves and are allying themselves to destroy Israel. Now here's what you need to realize. I want you to realize that many of these nations, which were prophesied in Ezekiel 38 and 39, did not exist as a nation at that time. So the prophets are foretelling events in the future. So watch, Psalm 83 has these territories. Iran's not mentioned at all. But here's what confuses me. Psalm 83... They're saying what Iran is saying. If you go read Psalm 83, they're a confederation of nations and they're saying, let us remove Israel from being remembered anymore on the earth. They're saying what Ahmadinejad is saying right now, right? But you go to Ezekiel 38 and 39, Ezekiel 38 and 39, and Iran's mentioned. You go to Psalm 83, Iran's not there. So here's my question. If Psalm 83, and most, most people who study prophecy say that Psalm 83 Ezekiel, comes before Ezekiel 38 and 39. I personally hold that view as well. If Psalm 83 comes before Ezekiel 38 and 39, why is Iran mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but they're not mentioned in Psalm 83? Unless, ladies and gentlemen, something has to happen to Iran. And does the Bible talk about something happening to Iran? Jeremiah chapter 49. Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 32 through 34 and on. You could go all the way to the end of the chapter. God lays out a prophecy and He says He's going to attack. God says, I'm going to attack Elam. Everybody say Elam. Elam is an ancient name for Iran. It's an ancient name for Iran. He says, I'm going to attack Elam. And then He says, watch this, He gets very specific. He says, I'm going to attack Elam in her bow in her bow, and then he says where she puts the foremost, or she, she trusts the foremost of her might. In other words, her, all of her strength is in this bow. Well, a bow is a weapon, right? Is everybody with me? A bow is a weapon. And for Iran, the chiefest of her strength is her nuclear weapon. 
nuclear capability. Now, here's what I believe is getting ready to happen. I believe that Jeremiah 49 is the next scripture of prophecy that's about to be fulfilled. Now, again, I might be wrong with this because some of this is very subjective in how we look at it. But to the best of my knowledge, I believe that Israel is about to deal with Iran. I believe it's going to happen. I will tell you this. I just got off the phone last night with somebody. Before I came here, I called them and I said, I want you to give me some information on something that you know. And they told me that they have been told that Israel plans on attacking Iran within the next two weeks. Or if they don't know in the next two weeks, they will wait to July as uh, the prime minister stated in his United Nations address. I personally believe that it quite possibly could happen within just the next few weeks. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter if it happens in two weeks. You can believe it's going to happen. Israel will not allow Iran and specifically Almond Joy. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't, right? We're not going to let Ahmadinejad have nuclear capability, right? Now, this is what I don't understand because when, when I get into Jeremiah 49 here, I'm going to show you something I think will really be a blessing to you. Here's what I don't understand. Why is our administration not standing strong with the nation of Israel on this? This makes no sense to me, ladies and gentlemen. Israel is the only democratic nation. It's the only stable nation militarily, economically, politically in that part of the entire world. Yet we're not standing with Israel on this. And so I believe with all of my heart, watch, Israel's going to have to do this and they possibly could have to do this on their own. And they don't have any problem doing it on their own. Alright, so listen to me very carefully now. Let me just have your undivided attention for just a moment. Psalm 83, Iran's not mentioned, but they're saying what Iran is saying. Ezekiel 38-39, Iran is mentioned. But Ezekiel 38-39 is something that's supposed to happen, in my opinion, after Psalm 83. So where is Iran mentioned? Where, why isn't Iran mentioned in Psalm 83? Because Jeremiah 49. Jeremiah 49, God says, I'm going to attack Elam. Elam is Iran, and He says, I'm going to hit her in her weapon, where she puts all of her strength. Now, if you go on and read Jeremiah chapter 49, it goes on to tell you that there will not be a nation joined to them, an area, that all the outcasts of Elam do not go. In other words, when this happens, and I want to tell you when Israel attacks Iran, it will not be a major war. It will, it will amount to a small skirmish. I know that's going to shock you for me to say that. But I really believe this is just going to be a domino that's going to be tipped. It's just going to be a domino that's going to be tipped. So Iran is, Israel's going to attack Iran. The Bible says in Jeremiah 49 that all of the inhabitants of Iran are going to be driven out to the outcast areas. Where are these areas? Where are these territories where all of these people are going to go? These uh, refugees in Iran, where are they going to go to? Psalm 83. The reason Psalm 83 doesn't list nations, it lists territories because these, I believe, will be the territories that will hold it. Is everybody with me? And so, ladies and gentlemen, I believe with all of my heart, what's going to happen is Psalm 83, after Israel attacks Iran, it will be the tipping point and the rest of that part of the world will become inflamed against the nation of Israel. Now, why is that important to us? Because right now, the 23 to 24 nations in the Middle East, 
If you'll look at this diamond, the 23 to 24 nations in the Middle East, ladies and gentlemen, are all of these territories right now that's forcing America out of the Middle East. They don't want us there. And could that be, I'm just asking the question, could that be the reason that there's not a mention, a specific mention, a clear-cut mention of America in that part of the world at that time when it comes to Bible prophecy. Does that mean that America will cease to exist? I don't necessarily think that. There's going to be nations that are going to exist during this time. How do I know that? Because Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 25 tells us about the judgment of the nations. And the judgment of the nations are the nations, the sheep nations are the nations who stood with the land of Israel, and the goat nations are the ones who didn't, and the goat nations are cast into everlasting torment, right? And so there's going to be nations outside of these nations that are mentioned here. Some will stand with Israel, some won't stand with Israel. So I don't believe that that America won't necessarily, or I don't believe that America will cease to exist. But I do believe there could be some reasons why we're not mentioned over there. Number one, primarily, is that part of the world, the whole Muslim part of the world, wants us out of the Middle East. And they're doing whatever they can do to force our presence out of the Middle East. Number two... Americans are really tired of fighting in the Middle East. They're tired of our boys being over there. We're put out with it. Number three, we're broke. We're $16 trillion in debt. We're broke. Financially, we can't afford another war. So there's a lot of reasons why America might not be in those wars. But here's what I want to show you here. Ezekiel 38 and 39 comes after Psalm 83. Iran's mentioned. Why is that? Watch. Jeremiah 49. When Israel attacks Iran... Hits them in the bow in the place where they have all of their strength, all of their might. All of the outcasts, the refugees, will go into these territories mentioned in Psalm 83. That's the reason you hear Psalm 83. They're saying the same thing as Iran, but Iran isn't mentioned because all the outcasts are there. So now what happens, according to Jeremiah 49, the last few verses says, and then God will allow the captivity of Elam to come back. In other words, Iran will regroup. So here's what I see getting ready to happen according to your passages of your Bible. The next thing that's going to happen is Jeremiah 49, Israel will attack Iran. It will be the domino that will fall in the Middle East that will immediately spark Psalm 83. These territories will rise up to destroy the nation of Israel. But the God who never sleeps and the God who never slumbers will fight for the nation of Israel. And it almost looks like a natural calamity that he uses to destroy them. And then when that happens, when Psalm 83 happens and they're not successful, then Gog and Magog, Russia, will come down and they will get involved. God putting a hook in their jaw. God will pull them down and they will get the coalition of these nations mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39 right here. And this will then, they will then come against the land of Israel. And I believe that's how these wars are going to lay out. I believe they're going to be one right after the other. I believe they're going to come back to back. This sets a perfect scenario for the Antichrist. Because when there's this much turmoil in the Middle East and every major U.S. president in the last 30 years has tried to bring peace to the Middle East and nobody can do it, the Middle East will be ready for somebody who will build a platform of peace and try to bring peace to this tumultuous setting. And so that's what I see happening. Now, is, can I promise you it's going to happen just like I said it's going to happen? No. But here's what I can tell you. Every nation mentioned in your Bible in Ezekiel 38, 39, Jeremiah 49, Zechariah 14, and in Psalm 83 has aligned themselves
I really want you to get these seven DVDs. Top Soviet War Plans for America, Russian Defector Warns America, I Saw Subs Attack America, Russian Bear Awakes, Babylonians Are Coming, Russia's Secret Weapon, Storm Judgment and Revival, and The First 34 Orders. Also, get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War, free, valued at $230 for a gift of $50. But... You can call 785-266-1112 and get a code and go to WatchProphecyClub.com and you can watch all seven of them for the next 90 days for a gift of just 20 bucks. 785-266-1112. 785-266-1112. Watch all seven of them for 90 days, gift of $20. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for those gifts of support. God bless. Prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160, that's 640 each. 15 for 120, that's 8 bucks each. 10 for 100, obviously $10 each. 6 for 70, 4 for 50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785 266 1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply.